Okay, y'all. So, this episode, we're going to talk about something different, okay? It still might be a little in the dark side, but it's going to be different. So, I mentioned before that I've been to the mental hospital. I've been twice, almost 10 times. I'm just playing. (laughs) Anyways, I've been there twice, and let me tell y'all, what y'all see on movies it is nothing like that. Okay, well, hold on, hold on. The one locally to me is nothing like that. I don't know about nothing else, okay? So, the first time I went to the mental hospital, I think it was a lot of factors into that. I had depression really bad. I fell into depression. I had my son... At that time, he was young. I love being a mom. And I, I still deny to this day that I had, like, some kind of postpartum. Because it was a few years after I had him. But it, they say postpartum can come two years after, you know. I guess you never really know. But it was exactly two years after um, that I went. So, maybe it's true. Um, I was a single mom. I've been a single mom since I had him. I think that played a factor into it only because I love being a mom. I mean, I didn't have any problems waking up, changing diapers, being tired. I had no problems with it. But then I fell into a depression. And I was still taking care of my son. Great. I mean, he didn't he didn't notice any difference, but I did. You know, I started I started getting tired, and I know my son needed care for, but I was so tired of doing it on my own. I was so exhausted. This is when, you know, most of my family stopped getting him. I had no friends to get him. I really didn't have any friends. I lost all my friends when I got pregnant, besides one. Um, So it was, I couldn't really count on a lot of people So I was just tired, and it was a lot of other stuff going on as well. Anyways, I thought I was responsible. I I took myself to the hospital with my son, and I went to the emergency room. I'm just like, you know, when you when you check in, they ask you what's wrong, and I put depression. Um. And they called me inside, and I mean, they told me that they I have to call somebody to come and get my son because I was having um, suicidal thoughts. So I had to be admitted. Um, I called my sister to come get him. She did. Um, they wanted to visit me and stuff. I didn't want them in the emergency room with me because honestly, it was embarrassing. It was embarrassing. And then, you know, when you're on suicide watch, they put you out in front of the nursing stations. And you have a blue gown on. It's different from all the other gowns. So people know why you're there. I'm on a bed. People are walking past me all in my face trying to see who I am. Because obviously I'm on suicide watch, right? Very embarrassing. But I was depressed. I was crying the whole time. I didn't care. I didn't. So then... They tell me the bed is finally ready. I can finally go into the actual mental building, which is like in the same area, just a different building. 
Um, so the security transferred me over there. It was at least two in the morning, I think. I get there. They're like, they have to search me. Okay, understandable. You can search me, right? <laughs> okay, so they told me to strip everything. I'm like, uh, I'm kind of having some lady issues right now. Nope, they don't care. They want to see what's inside that lady issue. So I strip in. I'm like, here you go. Whatever. It was fine. I had to turn around. I had to cough. I had to do all of that. It was crazy, right? So I'm sitting there on my phone, just chilling. And they're like, um, we have to take your phone. And all hell broke loose. Okay, I, I know where I was going. But like, you need my phone? My, I have a kid, my phone, you know? So it's like, okay, whatever. They let me get my contacts that I needed out of it. I wrote it down. Um, so I was on, I was on level one. And it, the higher the level, the worse it is. So I was on level one, which was like the easiest level, right? So I get in the room with this girl. And I mean, like she's just she looks horrible. Um, she looks bad. I'm not. I'm not talking about people to embarrass them. I'm just trying to explain to you guys what I seen and what wasn't. I what I wasn't used to seeing. You know. So she looked bad. She looked horrible. I mean, I sat on my bed. I put my stuff down. You know, the stuff they gave me, the socks, the all of that. She didn't say a word. She didn't say a word the whole time. And I was fine with that because, like I said, I was depressed and I was crying the whole time. Well, the next day, we finally spoke. And it turns out she was going through withdrawal. Now, I had, um, I have distant relatives that have dealt with drugs. And drugs have, like, messed with them really bad. But, like I said, they're distant. So I didn't grow up really seeing what withdrawal was or seeing somebody on drugs, you know. I mean, you see them on a corner all the time, but I'm not going home living with them. So I didn't know what to expect. She was just very sick the whole time. I felt so bad for her because she was so young. She was younger than me um, when this was happening. So it, I just felt so bad for her. And then we started getting closer. Like, we would just talk all night because, I mean, we had nothing else to do, right? It was kind of fun. Like, you go to the cafeteria. You got your little level with you. Okay, y'all y'all just having fun. So, what I really want to talk to y'all about is the second time I went to the mental hospital. Because that's the time that I remember the most. Because um, it was a little, little crazier. So, I was going through a lot of stuff. Um, I can't even begin to explain what happened I fell into a depression I was texting a friend and telling them that I was about to do it I was about to do it because I could not live in this this world anymore right luckily I was mad at first but luckily they called the police to my house um, I answered the door and I thought it was like 
I don't know, a neighbor? No, it's the cops. I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> he comes in, and he has to check me, and then he sees my son sleeping on the couch, um, and he had to check him to make sure that he was still breathing, which made me feel horrible. I felt like a horrible parent that somebody had to come to my house to make sure my son was still breathing because I was having a manic episode, you know? I felt horrible. Like, of course, I would never hurt my child. Anyways, he checked that. Everything was fine. He told me that he is there to escort me to the mental hospital because once I say that I want to do it, once I put it in my words that I want to they are mandated to take you in, into the mental hospital. So, um, like I said, I'm a single parent. I had to call that friend over there to come get my son. So we were there in my apartment for at least 20 minutes trying to get um, my son ready, trying to wait for him to come because the police officer, he couldn't leave me. He couldn't leave the house. He had to stay with me. Because of the stuff that I was saying. And I remember this officer's name. And I am so grateful for him. Only because, you know, sometimes you have to hear stuff from an outsider for it to register to you. So the whole time we were in my house, I mean, he was just talking like common sense into me. Talking common sense. And I'm just like, you know, wow. Like, you're right. <laughs> like, you're right. So, remind you, I was depressed. My house was a mess. I mean, I love to clean, but when I'm depressed, I can't, I can't do it. So, we're sitting on a couch, and we're talking about serious life shit. <laughs> and he stopped and paused. And he's like, is that a cheeseburger? And I literally have, like, my son was eating a cheeseburger. And I have, like, a bun on this couch pillow, the actual burger on this pillow, the cheese is on the floor. Like, it was just a mess, and I was so embarrassed. Like, <laughs> yes, it's a cheeseburger. So, anyways, friend comes to get my son. It was fine. I'm like, okay, like, I gotta do this again. I have to leave my son again. And I felt so bad, but then again, I'm leaving my son just for a few days to get myself better for him. So then I had to ride in a cop car. That was the first. Might not be the last. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the whole time we went, we were talking about everything. I mean, just talking. We got to the emergency room. He still couldn't leave me until they actually processed me and took me back. So, we're still talking the whole time. He's talking sense into me. Like, I'm too young to be doing all this shit over, you know, certain reasons. Um, anyways, we go in the back. I get that blue gown. And I get my bed from the nursing station. Right? So, this, this bed, this was like 8 o'clock, I think. I didn't get into the actual facility. And it was pretty fast this time. I think it was around 11 o'clock. So by this time, I was in the emergency room for about three hours or so. My depression kicked in more. Okay. 
They had to sedate me in the emergency room because I was freaking out so much. Finally, went to this building, did the check. They did the little cough thing again, gave them my phone. They took me to level three because I was so bad off. And I had never been to level three before. But I went to level three and as soon as you walk in the door, all you hear is screaming, banging, like just chaos, right? You know what? I don't care. I'm having a manic depression as well. I'm right here with all of y'all. Okay? I get it. Well, they gave me this room. And I walk in the room. And it's an older woman. And she's sitting there like just she's praying and mumbling some stuff. I'm like, okay, you know, whatever. I sit down on the floor. I didn't sit on a bed. I sat on the floor and I put my head down, and I was just crying. I couldn't stop crying and crying and crying. Well, the lady got louder and louder and louder, right? And then she got to the point where I couldn't understand what she was saying. It's like she was talking, like, in tongue, or I, I don't really know. I couldn't understand what she was saying. Anyways, she just kept doing it. Over and over again. I'm like, whatever. I'm in the room with a lady who talks to herself. No big deal. No. She sits up. She's laying on her back, okay? She sits up, faces me, screaming some kind of language, some kind of language, tongue. I don't know. Screaming it, okay? I put my head down more, and I'm just like... I don't know if I can deal with this. Okay, the doctor came in to check on me and to assess me. You talk to about 10 freaking doctors when you get there. You're repeating yourself over and over again when you get there. It's nonstop. So when he came in there, I'm just like, hey, I don't know if I can survive in this room. I can't even think for myself right now, right? And they're like, okay. Let's, let's, uh, talk to the other doctors and decide what to do. I'm like, okay, fine. While he's gone, this woman, and I am not blaming her because I know we all have our certain mental illnesses and that's why we were all there. So I don't blame her, but she kept going kept going and she was laying back down at this point when the doctor came in there she was laying back down i stopped crying i started writing in my journal and i still have that journal today i was just writing because i love to write i'm a i'm a writer i love to write express my feelings so i'm writing fine perfectly right she starts screaming more and more and the more she screamed the more I couldn't understand what she was saying but the more she screamed my handwriting changed I and I still have that journal and I wish I could show you guys you can see my anxiety rising you can see something inside of me just rising I'm I my handwriting went from neat to just, I couldn't read it anymore. I couldn't read. I still can't read it to this day. I still don't even know what I was writing. She sits up and turns towards me again. 
screaming and yelling at me again. I started feeling weird. I don't know if it was in real life, in reality, or if it was just my anxiety and stuff. But I jumped up and I ran out the fucking room into the hallway screaming like y'all better get me out this damn room because I was feeling weird okay I was feeling so weird I'm just like I can't sleep here like if you would see my paper it looks so scary from how it changed and in my mind I didn't I didn't notice it changed while I was doing it it's so scary right she had some kind of effect on me but then again I don't know if it was just my anxiety. Finally, they're like, okay. You know, they looked at my res- my records, and they seen I was on level one last time. So they moved me into level two. I'm like, okay. Haven't been here yet either. New, new level unlocked, okay? <laughs> I get in there. I'm freaking out. First thing they do, they threw me in the padded room. Because, I, w- I mean, I was freaking out and I forgot to mention my mom had came over that day and she said that the look I had on my face she has never seen that look before she said my eyes look like monsters I don't remember I like I said I'm totally spaced out and that's why I was so mad that my friend called the cops but I was so happy because I don't know what would have happened if I if you know I don't remember anything so they threw me in a padded room first I was like oh hell no ain't no windows ain't no light I mean it's a light you can cut on but once that light cut off there's no light getting in there's no nothing right I'm depressed I'm sleeping they keep coming in there and waking me up every doctor in that freaking building coming in there finally I started to calm down and I was like, hold on, hold on, because this room might be something, okay? I like this padded room. So, you know, my ass, I was like, can I just stay here the whole time, like, in this room? Of course you can't. Um, so they gave me my own room, and I couldn't have any roommates because I was, I was what they would call manic at that point. Um, so I couldn't have any kind of roommates, which was actually, it was lovely. It was just me by myself. I had no phone. I had, I was just so peaceful. And by the way, they do have phones there, like in the hallways. You can call people whenever you want to. Um, so that, that was a good thing. Um, but I, I mean, I could not, for the life of me, just calm down until I got into that room and I was there for a few days I didn't eat they kept bringing me breakfast they kept bringing me lunch dinner snacks I would not eat nothing I couldn't drink anything I had to take my pills with my spit because I was so sick I couldn't do I couldn't swallow water I was so just out of it and when you're there you have certain activities you have gym you have art, you have yoga, you have all kinds of stuff you can do there. And I couldn't do anything. You had to do group. You had Group is one thing. Group is mandatory before you leave there. You have to start taking group. And I was not doing it. So guess what? 
I stayed there longer, right? I remember one night, I missed my son. I mean, I'm a young mother. I'm a young mother and a single mother at that. My son is always with me. I started missing my son, and I had a I had a panic attack. I mean, a panic attack. You you have like buttons in your room for the nurses, and I had to ring that button because I couldn't breathe. I couldn't breathe at all. They were coming to me. They were trying to get me to do different stuff to make me calm down. It wasn't working, and then finally, one of the nurses called my um one of my relatives that had my son and they had called them just to calm me down and me talking to my son was the only thing that made me calm down and actually go to sleep that night I missed him so much but I had to remember I was doing it for him I'm trying to get better you know he was having fun he, he didn't even know what was going on he just thought he was on vacation with somebody you know so it was fine. Then one day, one day I was like, you know what? I'm I'm going to try to go out. I'm going to try to go out. I went out and I went into the um the living area. The living area is where the TV is at, the board games, the cards. That's where everybody sits at. That's where group is at. I walked in there one morning and to grab an apple. And as soon as I walked in that room, Every single person, I knew none of them. They're all were like, oh my God, hi, good morning. And I'm just looking around like, me? <laughs> then this older man, he was like, oh my God, hi doll baby. We all been wondering who you were and waiting for you to come out. And I'm just like, oh my God, I feel like I feel so welcome. Like, you know, I almost forgot where I was at. Everybody was just so excited. And, you know, I was the youngest one there. So everybody was so worried about me because I, what they didn't see me at all. They used to ask me to come to group. They used to knock on the door. I didn't answer. They tried to leave snacks at my door. I didn't get them. They, it was so welcoming that, like, oh, my God. Like, okay, that's not what I expected, you know. And every day after that, they encouraged me to come out to go to group. I went to gym for the first time. And, oh, my God, I felt so much better. <laughs> I went to art. I was thriving in art. I loved it. I, we practiced meditation and yoga. I loved it, right? We had uh, we had the um, Wii system. We had an Xbox system, like all that. It was, I was like, okay, I can do this, you know? And then it was an older man there. And he was in the army. And he was telling me that he has these horrible nightmares. And I'm just like, wow, me too, because I do. I have horrible nightmares where I can't sleep. I feel like I'm being suffocated. I feel like I can't breathe. My eyes are open, but I still can't move. Those were kind of dreams I have. Um, and he has the same. Turns out we were on the same medicine. So it's this medicine that you take and it blocks out your dream. And it was doing that for me and him inside of there. Um, so we were bonding over that. And I respected the hell out of all these people because they all had a huge story. And I mean, it was they were funny as hell. 
they were normal people. Like, it was so funny. They were so fun every day. They had a smile on their face. I'm just like, whoa, I need that. I need this environment, you know? Every morning I come in there, they're like, oh, good morning, doll baby. You know, I was so, I felt so okay there. I started to get better from the people there supporting me, though. Then I had this one lady. She was a nurse. She was older. I don't know. She was like Rastafarian, or but she was like very unique. And she came to my door, and she's like, young lady, what are you doing here? And, I mean, we just started talking about everything. And she made me see a lot, too. She made it She made it a lot better. A lot of people in there made it a lot better. Man, I learned how to play spades in there. The old men, well, the older men, we were around in a circle. They're playing cards. And they're like, come on, doll, baby. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't I don't do cards, okay? Pull out some Uno or some crazy eight and I got you. No. They wanted to play spades and talk and I'm just like, mm. see my family my family plays spades all the time. I just never learn. So I pulled up a chair and they taught me how to play cards. I'm just like, okay. We we got this, you know? <laughs> I was coloring every day. We did a puzzle. And, like, honestly, the stuff sounds so boring in this reality. But it wasn't. I didn't have my phone. I was disconnected from the world that made me so depressed. I was so disconnected from it. Like, I was so much happier, right? And this, this dude that was there, he was older. Maybe, like, early 40s. He taught me how to cuss people out in sign language. That was really cool. <laughs> he taught me how to say so much stuff in sign language. And don't get me wrong. I don't remember any of it to this day. But while I was there, we were cussing each other out in sign language. I was like, okay, look, I can, I can probably move in here and stay here for the rest of my life. <laughs> And then reality came, and I'm like, okay, I need to go back home. I need to be a mom. I need to get my shit together. I was ready. So you have certain meetings every other day on how ready you are and your goals and stuff. So then my final meeting, they're like, do you think you're ready to go home? I'm like, yeah, I actually do. Because the last times I said, no, I'm not ready to go home. And I feel like that was big of me because I didn't want to go home. But I knew that I couldn't yet. And I got to hand it to them because a lot of people talk about this certain facility. And I have to say, I had amazing experiences both times. They took very well care of me both times. They were very, they were very sensitive they had so much empathy for me. Like, I mean, it was amazing. And, and they deserve everything for the stuff they do with there. I mean, it was just amazing. And I think, I want to thank everybody there for that. Because I love all of them. I mean, I was a young mom struggling. 
they all thought I was like 14 because I look very young. They all thought I was like 14 in there. And I'm just like, no, like I'm an adult. I'm a very young adult, but I'm an, I'm an adult. I have a son. I have a place. I, I have to get back to my regular life. I finally got out the hospital and I was so happy. I wanted to run to my son. I'm like, give me my child, <laughs> right? Everything was fine. I was so much happier. And then I went to get my son. And then I came back to my house. And when I say my house was a mess, I mean, it was a mess because I had chairs everywhere. I was throwing the chairs. I had food everywhere. It was stuff everywhere. And usually I would have been like, mm. This is making me more depressed. No, I cleaned all that shit up and I was ready to go. After that is when I started my therapy. I was doing fine. I was doing just good. And I'm still doing okay. I'm not doing perfect, but I'm doing okay. I'm doing better than I was. And I can't thank them enough for literally transforming my attitude towards life in just in a few days. It was a few days, you know, and one thing that happened, I got out the hospital, I called my job, and I'm like, hey, what's up, bitches? <laughs> I'm out the hospital, let's go. Nope, they fired me. <laughs> they fired me, and you know what's funny? They didn't know that I was in the mental hospital so that wasn't the reason they fired me they fired me because i was in the hospital i had doctor's notes i had all of that they didn't know you could say that it was because of mental illness which still not appropriate but you could say that but my job didn't know that my relatives told them that i was in the hospital I told them that I was in the hospital, but because I was in the hospital for over a week, they fired me. I'm just like, you know what? Fuck y'all, okay? I don't give a fuck because that's why I'm feeling good, right? <laughs> like, I'm feeling good. And honestly, being fired from that job was probably a very good thing. So... There's my story on the mental hospitals. Don't believe everything you say. It was very fun, especially my second time. My second time, I met a lot of people that were way older than me. I was the youngest one in there, and they spoke a lot of wisdom into me. A lot of it. I will never forget it. That environment, my second time, that environment was just wonderful. Everybody was wonderful. So if you ever need help, and I'm not speaking for all the mental facilities around the United States because I don't know about those. But I will say my experience was great. If you need help, you can go. It's fine. I was embarrassed at first, but then I wasn't. I'm not embarrassed now to say it. Because it happened. Life happened. And now I'm better. So if you need to go, go, baby. Please go. 
it will help you in the long run. And for me, it helped me more because I am a mom. So that helped him have a better, happier mom as well. So please, reach out anytime you want me to go into detail about certain stuff, different procedures, or just anything. Thank y'all for listening to Aspasia.